All right, hard uh, yards. Yes, we're back. First episode of 2022. How good? Sounds Richie Benno's year. Fuck yes. 2022. He, he probably would have died from COVID. 2022. Do you know the 2nd of February is on a Tuesday? It's actually Tuesday. Wow. Tuesday. Tuesday. Wow. 2nd of the 2nd, 2022. Maybe that's the Mayan calendar. Mm. Oh. Oh. The harmonisation oh. of twos. Yes. What an episode. We um, kicked off the year with. Corey White has teed off on everybody you hold dear. <laughs> we, anybody that you know. We are ruffling some feathers with this episode. Get involved. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. safe. Look, I'm probably going to regret this one. <laughs> <laughs> SBS are going to cancel me. Oh, but, fuck. Uh, Should we wait? To, oh. No, no, because I believe in the public broadcaster and, you know, the fact yeah. that. It's not the silence We're about having a discussion yes. and a discourse that's civil yep. and reasoned. And not driven by emotion because emotion is the enemy of reason. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talk logically, but uh, yeah. It is a bit it, divisive, so don't hold it. We try not to be divisive, but. <laughs> yeah. But I also identify as a victim, and on that basis, I'm able to justify <laughs> the most horrendous behavior. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, look, not every episode this year is going to be that aggressive at the aggressive. Assertive. Assertive yeah. at the system, but uh, I think it was something we all needed to get out, yep. and I think we got our message it across. It was Grab a thesaurus. Mm. Mm. Let's get hard. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> <laughs> Anything Chris White says, please <laughs> disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-host. Daniel Delby. And Cameron Brand. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be. I used to now be. Now Delby's got all now that I got wedding money. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's moving up yeah. in the world. Delby was a live man, I reckon. A live? Yeah, yeah. I live? used to be live all the time, yeah. Mm. Um, but, yeah, when I started making money, I realised that I'm the product. So before, oh, yeah. before I met a person- Invest in the product. Yeah, before I met this girl, like, I didn't give a fuck, bro. <laughs> I would just be like, yeah, it's cheap, looks good. Now it's like, fuck, I got to- Invest as I'm wearing the worst clothes ever, but I got to invest in how I look. Even when I do gigs now, she was like, "It's not like you're not a teacher anymore. Yeah, you're trying to be full time comedian. So when people see you, they got to go. Oh, I can envision him at my event or hosting or doing my wedding. So I'm like, fuck. Well, there we go. What a way to start. Fucking 2022. You're no longer a teacher. Yeah. Fuck Congra- yeah. Well done. Congratulations. Congratulations, Del. How does Thanks. it feel? Thanks. Bro, it's right now. It's fucking stressful because <laughs> Fringe has been thrown into a fucking washing machine thanks to Big Daddy, Big Daddy McGowan. Yeah, um, but it's starting to hit, man. Because I'm gonna have to budget, gamble. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you don't <laughs> so, have that, co- and it's not. It's, it's not, not play a, money anymore. But it's also not a uh, like an. It's, it's consistent, consistent, consistent yeah. income. It's mm. not a. It's not. Yeah, it's not play money now. Well, one thing I think to take away from that is it's just so good to see 
male teachers leaving the profession <laughs> <laughs> at a time when we need young boys and even women to have positive role models to instill an enthusiasm yeah. for education yeah. and they're leaving the job because they refuse to have the jab. Uh, Congratulations on exacerbating a skill shortage, wow. McGlown, you fucking oligarch rent boy. <laughs> well, that's not why I left. It's just uh, coincidental. Why I left it because... I enjoy comedy and weddings, but fucking you were, the the you pressures and expectations time. put on you as a, as a teacher mm. is ridiculous. Mm. If you saw what a teacher's role was, if they put on seek what we actually do, mm. nobody would ever apply, ever. <laughs> yeah, there would be zero. Same applicants. with the law, man. Like if you had told me at uni what being a lawyer actually was, mm. I probably would have walked away from it. Yeah, it's lots of reading. No, I don't. I love the reading. Oh yeah. I mean, it's the problem is you know, some people go different streams, right? I've got friends who went the corporate law mm. route, and friends who went family law, and I did criminal law. Yeah. The F- thing the about fun one. Well, <laughs> and family law too. You're at the coalface of human conflict, yeah. inter interrelation conflict, intrafamily conflict, and you're constantly seeing the worst of people. Yeah. And it makes you very cynical about life and relationships and humans, and you see. Is what, our comedian friend a uh, family lawyer? Uh, was was okay. Yeah, yeah. Friend, a commit. Well, she's she's done gigs for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just last time I had a gig, you know, like she smeared every man in the room as a rapist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's because we're raping everybody out here, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, hide your kids. Toxic white men who can coherently articulate a sensible Mm. worldview. Oh my God, they're far right misogynists. (laughs) (laughs) Let me cling to my ideology to give me relevance. Oh fuck. So what's um? So you become cynical because you're dealing with trash all all the time. Yeah, but there is you know things that give you hope too. You know, I I did see some really beautiful things. Mm. Um, It's not all doom and gloom. Oh. I mean, look, I hate it when people write off single mums, you know, some of the most amazingly strong and resilient people I've ever known in my life are oh, single mums. 100%. 100%. Um, <laughs> no, 100%. 150%. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I look back on the, the women that were in my family and that raised me and I can't help but think they would mock the fragility of this <laughs> <Yeah>. current <laughs> narrative where victimhood is central to the female experience. Right. And now even the male experience, it's infantile. Yeah. It infantilizes women and it removes them of their agency and power. Some of the most admirable women in my life and throughout history did incredible things. Mm. And I hate that the radical women of yesteryear are forgotten and these trash celebrity ones are venerated who use this ideology yeah. to garner sympathy and attention, to yeah. feed their egos. There's nothing of substance there. I think it's, it's even further, like you said, it's more than just these. I think it's the society that we're growing up in. It's everyone lacks resilience, man. Mm. There's no resilience. Mm. Is this in the, any of our youth. Is this the participation award? The participation award. award. Sort of yeah, it's yeah. creating Way this of fucking life. Absolute piss poor, weak, no resilience. 100%. There's a book about this by a psychologist in America, uh, Jonathan Haidt. I think he's a professor at one of the universities there and he wrote a book called uh, The Molly Coddling of the American Mind. And it's exactly that point you're mm. talking about. You know, We've created this participation award culture um, and it doesn't 
make people work hard or, or seek to improve. Yeah, look, we've created the Karen. The, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> some of the most Karen's defining time. experiences of my life, which positively shaped me. I had to learn a hard truth and go away and come back and atone and redeem. I, th- I think the as a teacher, I've seen your your poor kids and your lower class class kids have resilience and always will. Mm-hmm. It's that next class up that are fucking that used to be oh we'll we'll, we'll be right or like work through it is now molly coddled and just it's that self awareness no resilience that self awareness is not there anymore that knowing that you have weaknesses you have strengths mm. but then learning from those mistakes and learning and trying to be, become better i like what you said there before about like you know those those things have made you a better person or mm. they've they've helped you improve 100%. You, you've had to go back and reassess maybe i made an error there the worst thing i've ever done in my life um, someone got really really hurt um and, you know, I think I was 16 um, and that person is now one of my good friends and has been for a long time. Mm. Um, and that's purely because I was allowed the opportunity to atone and redeem and show that what my true character is. Mm. And I think if we deprive people of that ability, we're just making, like you say, narrow-minded People mm-hmm. who don't have resilience and yeah, when they react, it can be a spectacular thing. Yeah, mm. lawyers rub. I mean, the lawyers next generation of lawyers are going to rub their hands together. Oh yeah, I mean like disputes <laughs> over fucking wheels because the boomers own all the property, right? <laughs> yeah. The will there's an aggrieved fucking yeah. sibling, and oh, criminal lawyers, family lawyers. It's just going to be a feast as society decays. Mm. I, I feel, and without sounding sort of self indulgent, but um, instead of pumping myself up, I feel like my biggest strength is my resilience. And I think uh, pushing through is one of the things that I'm most proud of, mm. proud of in my life. And I've, I think last year reflected that very – I'm very proud of how I reflected that. After your first comedy gig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's how you exactly. walk through the fire that matters. But yeah. just because I am resilient doesn't mean I haven't suffered very oh, fucking badly as well and, and – Found, felt like I couldn't handle that yeah. situation. So I think it's not about just being resilient. It's also acknowledging the fact that you're allowed to go, oh, fuck, I'm not good right now. This is tough. Yeah. Um, and if anyone can help me, I'm willing to sort of get that help from him well, they don't, from you know, outside. The thing is at school we don't teach specifically resilience. Like there's great there's great staff, there's great support centre. Like the kids will learn about it if they're going through it, mm. but it's not uh, a blanket like, hey, this is, you know, you do a little bit in phys ed once, once, a, uh, once a term, yeah. once a year. Yeah. You know, or like two, two blocks um, once a year. But um, just completely random, it popped in my head like zero to hero, Ash, our last guest. Yeah. Teaches resilience specifically yeah. in their course. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yes. And then as in I was youth. driving down south, I hate that we always reference Joe Rogan, but the most resilient woman story I ever heard. Jewel. 
Jewel. Oh, man. Fuck me, man. Have you heard that one? Trailer Swift. <laughs> That's not my joke, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Jewel. Well, yeah. Fucking unreal. <laughs> I fully listened to all of their songs. After <laughs> this episode has started exactly how I expected, yeah. but before we get too deep, I just want to share a little story from last night. Oh, cool. yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. cool. It's ominous. Little, is it big? Is creepy. Oh, it's yeah. a little creepy. So last night, went to bed, uh, had a good day, whatever. Very tired, went to bed, woke up about three o'clock in the morning, just needed to wake up. Um, and I was like, ah, go outside, walk the dog, uh, walk the dog, go take the dog out for a piss. Go back inside and hear my daughter's crying. And I go through, the door's open, and I, I walk in and she's sort of standing there. And that's whoa, always creepy when you see your kid just standing whoa, there. And then um, – she said, "I'm scared. I'm scared." And I was, she, she, she struggles to communicate really well. But uh, I was getting the, the gist of the conversation. She said, "I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared." And I said, "Oh, what's, what's wrong? What's wrong?" And she Mark said, McGowan. "No, <laughs> uh, little boy." Oh, what little boy? Um, uh, look, she said, "Like, I thought it was." She basically said, "I thought it was Emmett, which is a." Cousin, mm. he's, uh, he's about six years old, short little boy, uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, and um, hello, and she said, hello, "I'm scared, I'm scared," but he cuddled me, and Ooh. yeah, and then he, I said, "Are you okay?" And she said, "Yeah, he's nice, he's nice, um, but I'm scared." And I was like, "Fuck, man!" I started creeping out. I started really feeling a little bit. So I was like, "Okay, I'll take her to my bedroom. I'll put her to your bed in my bed." Well, who do you think woke you up? Emmett came and was grabbing right. your shoulder. And so right. then I went, and I don't know what this meant either, but I went outside again. I don't know why I went outside, but I went outside and I looked up at the stars. Again. Again. Mm. And then a star or a, what you could say a satellite moved across. And remember last year how I said I seen yeah. it move across, this, but then change direction? Yeah. I've never seen that before. I seen it again last night. Oh, at the yeah. exact same time. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know whether the star thing is it's your uh, related dimension. or not. It's the ninth dimension. But that, what sort of movement are we talking? Like what kind like of Like a, a, a pretty, like a like a bang. Like a, like a, hard, like a right a angle. Like a right angle. It didn't go right angle, but it went like, it changed. It, like an acute At a angle. point. At a point. Not a curl. At a point and changed. Mm. I've never seen a satellite change angles. Yeah. You've got- um. Your ninth dimension star person. Now that, I don't, I don't yeah, know about that star thing. That. It's yeah. kind of, that's kind of cool. But regardless, Scotty saying she's seen a little boy, mm. blonde little boy, cuddled her in her bedroom and like scared her but was nice. That you creeped, don't live in Ellenbrook, do you? That creeped me the fuck <laughs> Creeped me out, man. Yeah. Very creepy story. That's, that is creepy, man. That's, yeah. um, and waking up to that. But I felt some – creeped me out a bit but I still felt like comfortable. Around little boys. Yeah. But it felt com- – I don't know if the whole situation didn't – So it was like a friendly – like a Casper. Like Casper the friendly ghost. Mm. Looked exactly the same. Wow. By her description. Fuck, bro. Anyway, kind yeah. of a cool little weird story happened last night. Yeah. Could I just could, be I my daughter just oh, dreaming, having a nightmare, whatever. But I couldn't sleep last night. But the, night. when you walk into a bedroom and they're just standing there. That's so crazy, <laughs> That's crazy bro. in the darkness. Especially that you woke up randomly. But woke up randomly. And, she's, and I was knackered as well. I, did, I mm. did a run and played indoor cricket. Didn't get home until like 10.30, 11 you play o'clock. indoor cricket? Yeah, I'm a gun. Mate, yeah. I <laughs> miss indoor cricket. The last game Mate, indoor in. cricket I played was 
in March of 2020. And I remember having beers with all the boys afterwards and just like yep. the feeling of how surreal it was. Yep. And I miss social sport come every and, week. Come and play. It's where, fucking Where awesome. you playing? Bounces in Jindal up. Oof. Yeah, yeah I, I, bit of a <laughs> bit of a trek. <laughs> I can leave the western suburbs, I suppose. Renting, motherfuckers, renting. Don't forget that. I'm the only cunt in the western suburbs with no aircon. I'm telling you, it's oh, been a long so summer. Mate, it's not over. And, and, and put in my house today. I'm in a rental when I'm paying for it to oh, be installed. I slept in the lounge room Fuck. over Christmas. Yeah, it was so fucking hot, and the, I've got the one wall mount. Didn't get through to the bedrooms. Yeah. Me and Scotty on the lounge on the floor. <laughs> yeah. 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 I want to do indoor cricket, but that's probably the worst possible sport for my back. Yeah, it was a bit sore. It's a pretty dangerous <laughs> game too, man. I've seen some hectic oh. injuries at indoor cricket. I've once. Yeah. Guys have lost nuts, man. I've, as a keeper, once I went to throw it back because they were running and I hit the guy in the back of the head. Yeah, I've been the victim of that. <laughs> He's just like, wow. I went, oh, fuck. Yeah, no good. Worst but. one I saw was a guy's old guy. Went to swing like cross bat, top oh. edge into the eye, and like eye bulging out. Of oh the my gosh! <laughs> Fuck that! Fuck! That's a googly. Indoor cricket. Googly Those eye. balls swing so much, and if someone mm. brings heat, like it's over. Like, it's yeah. Fuck! I wonder if that gets listed as an adverse side effect of <laughs> indoor cricket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fucking wow. Googly eye. Oh, googly. Jeez. But um, been an interesting. Uh, Couple of few weeks, uh, Novak. How's that situation sitting for you, lads? Well, originally I thought it was despicable how he's been treated, mm-hmm. and then depends on the veracity, oh, the the truth of the news, the validity of it all. Yeah, yeah, depends on what's reported is true or not. If he did tick that he hadn't travelled in the last fourteen days, mm-hmm. but he was training in Spain and he'd been in Serbia before that, then that's a bit. Sus, but the way he was treated at um, Im- uh, immigration, I-, I actually took a photo of the um, transcript. Have you read it? No. Have you read it? No, nah. bro. Could you could you like, read some of it? Is it, is it let me guess. Uh, what is the nature of your visit to Australia? <laughs> yeah, 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 oh yeah, no, you're kidding guess, me. Yeah, and they're just robots. And he says, "I'm here to play tennis in Australian tennis, bro." All right. So after that. Interviewer, thank you. Now, a question regarding your vaccination. Are you vaccinated? He goes, I'm not vaccinated. He goes, for COVID-19, not vaccinated. He goes, I am not vaccinated. So the interviewer is like, thank you. Have you ever had COVID? He goes, yep. He goes, when did you have it? He goes, I had COVID twice. I had it in June and I tested positive on a PCR around the 16th of December. And then it cuts to the intention to cancel the visa. He goes, I'm going to give you like, you know, 20 minutes or whatever if you need more time. This is at 4 a.m. Right. Okay. So he's arrived at one. Because mm. if you need more time, you can request that. You need to provide us reasons why we shouldn't cancel the visa. And he's like, "So you're giving me legally twenty minutes to try to provide additional information that I don't have at four o'clock in the morning. I mean, you kind of put me in a very awkward position where at four in the morning I can't call the director of Tennis Australia. I can't engage with anybody from the Victorian state government through Tennis Australia. You've just put me in a pretty uncomfortable position. I don't know what else I can do." And he starts stammering. He was like, I've done everything I was asked to do. Everything I've asked is here. And the interviewer just goes, yeah. And Djokovic is like, and I wouldn't be here sitting in front of you if I wasn't complying to all the rules and regulations set by your government. So I don't know um, 
That yeah, so he got here, shocking. but through following the rules and, and doing it all. Yep. And he, he wouldn't goes, have come if they hadn't, hadn't said you right. can get here. And he goes, you're going to give me the notice to cancel my, via, my visa based on what, if you can, we can wait for eight in the morning and I can call Tennis Australia and we can try and figure this out. But right now, they're all asleep. I don't know. I mean, I just arrived at 1am. I don't know what else I can do at the moment. So really, I know legally you're following it, but it just doesn't make any sense. So he's trying not to get angry at them yeah. and just take it out. It's he goes, yeah, cool. <laughs> you told me not to use my – he goes uh, – I've done everything I can. Right now, I, I can call my agent, but you told me not to use my phone, so I'm not communicating with anyone, so no one knows what's going on. Yes. So what a fucking predicament, man. Yeah, pro- provide it's more information. It's not accidental. And, you know, yeah. the, the federal court judge, Judge Kelly, you could see his thinking. I mean, his language was restrained, but he said, I think – I'm not sure what more this man could have done. Yeah. Well, the only thing more he could have done, assuming he's telling the truth, is scheduled a better flight, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Land between business hours, Monday to Friday, Novak. Yeah. You fucking inconsiderate <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I don't care that you donated money to the bushfire appeal, you fuckwit. <laughs> I think all the people who support Novak should just move to the one place here, we'll secede and we'll call it the People's Republic of Novakistan. <laughs> Fuck them. I thought you were going to say light them on fire. <laughs> the bushfire appeal. No, no, Fuck no. Let's, let's, yeah. We don't want to diverse. Uh, you know what's funny divide. is that I know Bosnians who have more empathy for Novak than Australians. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that fucking hilarious? Oh, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> The um, I just think it's kind of like I don't know what's gone on between that start of end bit though. If he has kind of said, "Oh yeah, fuck, I haven't travelled," and he's lied, then yeah, treat him like anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he- like the prime minister who fucking <laughs> lies as a way of life. The most mendacious man to ever fucking be in the prime ministership, mm. lying as a way of life in our world. Let's be honest. Even if he did lie. Mm. How many yeah. times did you come back from Bali and say you didn't have a stack of Zannies? Fuck. Are you carrying any wooden items? No, mm. no, no. no. Uh, any BB guns, yeah. laser lights, <laughs> slick knives. You got any tasers in there? No, yeah. no, no. I'll tell you what I was thinking the other day, just reflect, sorry to digress from Novak, yeah. but reflecting on the history of the new millennium, a mate of mine asked me if I was going to teach, you know, what I teach, I teach history. Uh, and I was thinking about the new millennium and everything we've been assaulted with in terms of lies, right? It came in with the Y2K bug. Mm. Remember that? And everyone mm-hmm. was freaking out, doomsday preppers, stocking yep. up on food and cash because they were worried that the world was going to go down. Well, doomsday preppers are laughing right now. Right, aren't they? <laughs> and then fucking Bush stole the election from Al mm. Gore. Yep. Then we had 9-11. Mm. Then we had Iraq and the WMDs mm-hmm. and then the GFC. Mm. And now we've got the fucking shortage of expensive RATs. The yep. fucking zeitgeist of our time, the new century has been defined by fraud and fear. Mm. But Welcome it, to 2022. It, has it always been lies though? Has it always been that way? America it, lied to get into yeah, wars? Look, and- 100%. But now – that was always overseas. Mm. <laughs> the war on terror has come yeah. home, baby. And I, and I think it's you know, the war on tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, man. Well, yeah. What were you thinking? Well, I remembered it like, and I posted this on a story the other day, right? Because I've been low key because I was supposed to be going on SBS in February and um, I haven't really been. 
publishing my opinion to the extent I would otherwise if mm. I wasn't worried that, you know, they'd bin me. Because yeah. people have been trying to fucking cancel me from yeah. a program about cancel culture. Yeah, right, it's of funny. Course. That's so funny. Um, um, of course. Anyway, you know, I was remembering something I heard that the former Chief Justice say, Wayne Martin, was like, who would have thought we'd look back on the days of heroin with nostalgia? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about the war on terrorism era compared to now. Mm. We live in a culture that is in the midst of a drug-induced psychosis. Mm. Mass when we used to fucking laugh about how dumb, dysfunctional, and divided America was, yeah. so much, man, right, all the time, yeah. But now, yeah, and even uh, I, and I don't want to again. We don't want to talk about Rogan too much, but and it's been popularized because of Rogan and the people he's had on that. Our mass formation psychosis is a thing, mm. and to Twitter's now censoring people for even suggesting it. Is a possibility. Oh, dude, imagine if Galileo came on the Rogan podcast. Like, do you reckon he would have got deplatformed yeah. by Twitter? <laughs> yeah. There'd be no planets. Yeah. There'd be no discoveries. Yeah. It'd be all hell. hearsay. Yeah, that's, um, that's I think true. it's insane. Even there's the amount of censorship, how smart the technology is. I, I did a video of um, – I put a video up on Instagram. Mm. It was a newspaper mm. with my hand in front of it, gesturing, yeah. and – it picked up on this, this speech. COVID, um, if you want COVID advice, man, just from like the background. But then when there was a pro-COVID story. Do you know what I no, find funny about those no warnings? No about the thing. You know what I find funny about those warnings? It says that vaccines go through um, many trials and tests for safety mm. um, and we provide information here through this. They don't say that the <laughs> – Vaccines are safe. Yeah. They just say that they go through many tests and trials yeah. to check for safety. Yeah. Which I find very strange wording. Yeah. I find yeah. that odd like wording. Thalidomide and Vioxx. <laughs> mm. I'm not I'm not suggesting anything else. I'm just saying that I find it very odd that they don't just say vaccines are safe. Yeah. But I mean no vaccines safe. No drugs are safe. Yeah. Every correct. drug has correct, a side correct. effect. Yeah, yeah, correct. Risk. Risk. Mm. And this is uh, an issue. This oh, oh shit! Now I'm gonna. I'll go away from my status at this stage. I was gonna say, but this is a sta- uh, an issue that I confronted earlier, uh, later in last year when I went to a doctor to just m- double check a few things, and they have suggested that I put other people's risk ahead of my risk. So yeah, the doctor's but- shaming you. Yeah. Said so there is a risk. But the but other, other, people's other, public, ri- other people's risks are higher. Then can't so you they have to get put their risks they get ahead their of yours? Can't they be? Can't they be looked after? I know there's that whole thing if some are vaccinated and some aren't. There's a mutation. It's already mutating, man. So uh, there's only one argument I ever accept. My one argument that I accept is that, um, and you guys chime in anytime you want. Wrong. The only argument I'll ever give at least a little bit to is uh, you're clogging up. The, the the hospitals for other people who need other things like cancer treatment or or tummy or, tucks yes or yes. fucking obesity drugs yeah but you know what I mean I'm, I, I get that I, I that's so if they're championing have have the the vaccine to prevent people going into hospitals so you're not clogging up that system I get that but in the same breath to not really push for you know 
um, these early treatment protocols that we have in place that we know exist that are re- reduce death and hospitalization by you know close to fifty five to eighty five percent, depending on which one we're talking about. We can mm. be talking about monoclonal antibodies. We can be talking about ivermectin. Okay, Joe. We can be talking <laughs> about um, uh, what's it, hydroxychloroquine. Apparently, apparently, if Trump says it's a possibility, say, it can't work. Because you know? Trump said it, it's all fucked. Um, these are all things that if you have them in early treatment, in the early three to five days, they are all successful, but they're blocked. And for me, my conspiracy mind starts thinking, and I don't want to call myself a conspiracy theorist, but my conspiracy-minded sort of- It's called logical. Because at this stage, because we're not stopping that, preventing that hospitalization with anything except for a vaccine, mm. we're put into this stage where we're now in an emergency or a global pandemic. So- the FDA hasn't even approved these vaccines, but given them an, an emergency use authority. So my mind starts thinking, if they didn't have these, if they were using these protocols, we wouldn't be in a global pandemic or an emergency as such. They couldn't then prescribe the the emergency use authority and then they wouldn't be able to mandate the vaccines. That's right. And that makes me start to – that's just my conspiracy mind thinking. That's my not, – not my, not my conspiracy mind. I won't say that. That's my sort of logical fucking oh, mind. Oh, yeah, historical reference yeah. points. I mean, look at the things that have been done under the guise of an emergency. Everything. It's a precondition to enter into a totalitarian state. And there's a very strong argument that we already live in a totalitarian state. Mm. It just hasn't fully revealed itself. Problem, reaction, solution. But, right, it's here. And the legislative infrastructure came in after 9-11 to create a police state. Mm. It's already there. And the health um, angle of it has just been the new variant of control. Yeah. Mm. Um, the health angle is bullshit. And, you know, if it... The health system argument, I accept that's the strongest argument. To that get is the strongest one. Right. But still, but at least push for those protocols. There's so many holes in it because there's so many nurses who've walked off the job, mm. doctors who've retired early. Mm. And if it was that critical, yeah. why would you exclude a whole bunch of people who were yesterday's heroes yep. but are now today's unemployed? Yep. Mm. It does not make sense. Yeah. <laughs> One of the doctors that, uh, I won't say who because he wants me to not reveal it, but mm-hmm. the doctor that he went to and he has a, um exemption, like a medical exemption, mm-hmm. the doctor got disbarred and, and he's done. Mm. He was giving out They're exemptions. Being- he didn't agree with it and, and he was giving out exemptions where needed mm-hmm. and then he got, um, what's the word, not disbarred. Fucking he he lost his ticket. Yeah, yeah got cancelled. And yeah. I, I learnt today just from one quick search from health.gov.au, and I don't know what this means, but if a pay, if a doctor's clinic gives you your first and second dose, they get ten dollars per patient. That's an incentive. It, yeah. So the I'll that's play de- that's I'll, insane. I'll play devil's advocate because why would you trust a doctor that you know is about to get money off you? Yeah. For referring that. So I'll I'll only play devil's advocate just to suggest that it, and I could be wrong. Is there is there more precautions and if a bit more money they have to put into? Uh, to be a COVID clinic, potentially that's the that's the counter argument. But it's, that, that, it's that's just, just quickly off the top of my head yeah, what I was thinking. It's a counter argument, but it's just uh, it's not a proven counter. Neither of these are proven. Mm. But I don't know which way that I would lean on using my logical mind. Mm. They're saying, oh, there's extra costs in training doctors and um, increased uh, work capacity and shit, which is bullshit because mm. I'm sure every doctor knows how to inject a fucking certain amount in a needle, which they've done for every other yeah. 
thing. Um, but I'm, but I'm again, talking maybe there's pro science. What are you? Why don't they just pretend to administer them? And I mean, that's better than yeah. giving the exemption, right? But let's go back to that. Let's assume what you've said is is true, Delves, about that doctor it is, losing his practice, oh, yeah. right to practice, because yeah. he gave an exemption. Too many. There exemptions. are doctors who have been allowed to return to practice who have had multiple prostitutes die of cocaine overdoses mm. in their company, mm. and they're still allowed to practice. But a GP who gives someone an exemption mm. <laughs> that the regulatory body does not accept get struck off. Yeah. What a fucking bizarre reality we live in. Yeah. It's insane. And and, you- and this is that, that silly sort of double standard that I'm talking about. Your champ – and I would, I'd go back to what I was talking about before, using that the hospital's over overloaded sort of argument – like, yes, fine, fucking use that as your argument, but you've also got to go, right, if if you're championing that as, a, as your argument, you need to be able to push for – these other protocols yeah. that are in place that actually well, work even, and prevent hospitalisation yeah, and, and death. and if you're championing that argument, you've got to go on Seek and look at how many nursing jobs are oh, advertised man. and then fucking my table mom, that, mm. right? My, my mum works as an RN last night. Mm. She was responsible for 83 patients on her own. Yeah. How can you service 83 patients on your own and mm-hmm. if something goes wrong, mm-hmm. she's responsible? You can't even give five minutes per person. Mm. On a shift. I've spoken That's to so many nurses, midwives, people who've just walked away from it. I know yeah. a guy who's been a nurse 10 years. Now he's gone back to stonemasonry. Yeah. My uh, wow. mum works in a COVID clinic and she's responsible for sorting out everyone to, you know, filling out the paperwork and whatever. Um, and she said every – this is not like the one here and there. Every single one, when they ask – do you consent to this? They say, well, no, but yeah. I've got no fucking choice. Yeah. And they always say, I don't mean to be angry at you. You're just doing your job, but this is bullshit. Yeah. And mum said the amount of anxiety attacks being holding down people so they can do it. Mm. I, I know so many And people. that's just my mum's practice. Yeah. Just one one place. Yeah. Juice Demilu calls it menticide. This, this what's whole- What's menticide? So, you know, when Malone was talking about the mass formation psychosis, mm. yeah. the original uh, research and literature on that was done by a doctor called Joost Mielu, who's a Dutch guy, after the Second World War and interviewed a heap of Nazis, mm. people who'd lived in yeah, under Nazi yeah. rule. He even got some of the dudes who'd been captured by the Koreans and seen how they'd been brainwashed. Uh, and it's a very accessible read. Um so, yeah, no, that's... You discuss um, how, how, the, the they, how they were complicit with it. Yeah, and, and the steps, the first one being isolation, mm. you know, and the methodology of breaking down people's psychological barriers and atomizing them and fragmenting them mm. and making them feel like you're the only person who feels this way, you're the one going mad, mm. and uh, bankrupting our social capital. Yeah. That's essentially what it's doing. I'm really... Um really uh, careful about just being in an echo chamber where mm-hmm. my th- I'm surrounding my, but I'm not surrounding myself with people that think the same every single person I've thinks spoken the same. to thinks exactly like I do so it's it's really blowing my mind I'm talking about like if I go to weddings mm. guests at weddings just people that I meet through fringe wherever mm-hmm. I've met maybe two people mm-hmm. in the last fucking three months yeah that have a differing opinion to mine, which is that we shouldn't be mandated. Mm-hmm. You should be responsible for your own health. And um, 
you shouldn't have to get a vaccine if you don't want the vaccine. And if you're at risk, get the vaccine. And something that it clearly, clearly doesn't work because well, we're more vaccinated than ever and the cases are like fucking yeah. quadrupled, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But where is, where is, this is what I can't understand and maybe one of you guys can help me, but where the fuck are the people that are for this and who's speaking on and our behalf? The this bots. Is, yeah, well, bots? This is probably, yeah. you know, foreign nations that are running psyops to divide our societies. Mm-hmm. Right, like if I was Russia or the Chinese, you'd just be playing by the Sun Tzu playbook, right? The art of war is to avoid mm. the battle and you push your enemy into a corner to the point where they can't fight. Mm. That's what's happened to Western societies. We've been so divided by social mm. media and, you know, identity, it's all sent as bonkers and it divides and it's conquers. Mm. We're all just, I think, a victim of artificial division and especially online and you know i found a real interest in looking at the different reactions at some of mark mcgowan's posts and i think there's been a noticeable shift Mm. in that angry react and you know have you ever seen a politician squander their political capital quicker than mark mcgowan what's the The member for beijing (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to say to branch i can't remember the saying maybe you know you know when it's like you live long enough to become the enemy but you're like the first part, everyone loves you. And then you live long enough to see everybody. Yeah. Turn the on narrative you. arc. Yeah. yeah. What's, do you know what that saying is or something? It's like, oh, uh, well, something, something, it's but like, you live yeah. long enough to see them. Yeah. Well, what is it about? You know, artists and, and philosophers of truth tellers, you're reviled in life and venerated in death. Mm. Yeah. You're safe in death, but you yeah. The other thing I was going to ask you, because you've probably got better, way better idea than me, um, Corey, is like, Mark McGowan's obviously just a mouthpiece, right? Oh, he is a mouthpiece. Yeah, but he's like a mouthpiece of um, oh, yeah. other people's interests. Who are the other people? The Where are they all coming from? Of, uh, the people who have the biggest influence on Mark McGowan, and this is not in order, I would say first and foremost it's Kerry Stokes and his son Ryan. You go, not in order. First and foremost. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Andrew Forrest and Xi Jinping. Is that the Chinese? Woodside, Rio Tinto, all the other iron ore pirates. Basically, the Labor Party is just a whore for the resource industry and the resource industry is tied to China. So why would – him implementing mandates, would that be them? Do they get some kind of benefit from it? Well, I mean, it distracts people from realising how badly they're being robbed in terms of the resource theft and how what little we get in return of it. And this is what I hate the most about Mark McGowan, right? His first order of business as the new Premier with a whopping majority that was the envy of the Westminster world, mm. his first two policy acts, right, First of all, he changed the policy of the Perth Theatre Trust so anyone who was pro-Taiwan, Tibet, Mm. Hong Kong was not allowed to hire state venues. That's insane, hey? They turned away the Taiwanese acrobats. Yeah. Of all the most subversive art forms, (laughs) right? The Taiwanese acrobats. Secondly... Rita Safiotti got up there with another one of the, the lady staffers and announced really boldly that... They were outlawing the crude slogans on the wicked campers. Oh, wow. Right? 
Two yeah, girls, one so teddy car. Like, I mean, the grand structural gesture instead of the deep-seated and necessary reform. It's just pure theatre that plays to this... Not Taiwanese theatre. ...fucking shallow ideological agenda, right? <laughs> and I hate it. I mean, if we were really in the midst of the crisis that the government is using to justify its decisions... Mm. He would have raised the iron ore royalty. Mm. The price of iron ore went to record highs. And, oh, we've got a funding crisis in every fucking department. The health department's crying out for better internet speeds. The education department's crying out for all sorts of additions. Male teachers. Male teachers, (laughs) right? And we've got the resource there. We can raise the revenue. But no. No. I just... Mm. I call bullshit on it. Mm. If it was a public health crisis, we'd have fucking public interest policy being oh, made. Man. I've always, I've thought this is just my own, um, what is it called? Original thought. If they were really cared about, if they did give a fuck about public health, they would make gym membership free or they would subsidize gym memberships. You would have healthy food would be cheap or sugar tax. Uh, junk food would be expensive. Everything would be more accessible to live a healthier lifestyle. The only thing is actually, and I just said sugar tax, but taxes don't. Taxes don't work. Taxes don't work. If I want It's like alcohol, the fucking carbon tax. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang <laughs> on. Are you not going to buy on. a drink because it's got a little bit, like an alcoholic drink because it's got a little bit more tax on it? Well, that's called an excise, right? It's like it tended to have an effect on your behaviour to dissuade you from buying them. Yeah. Um, it never would for alcohol, surely. No, but I mean, fucking maybe for sure. People who drink are probably the biggest taxpayers in the country. If you, you know, if you're not a company, yeah. Do we Uh, remember a tax coming in? Do you remember that? Which one? Like an alcohol was, sort of... Has it already come in? The alcohol pop tax. I remember, no, I remember no, their I'm, argument. I don't know if it I don't became... Know if it I think it no, but I remember yeah. like, um, and I don't recall the exact year, but I feel like it was when we would have yeah, just started drinking. about 10 years ago. Uh, a little I've, bit longer. I think, yeah. And just we'd probably been drinking for a couple of years. Yeah, 2021. And then some... the alcohol pop tax. Is that what it was? Yeah. I... I because I was like, oh, you might be wrong, spirits? but I think it was Julia Gillard and the minority government, because remember they also had the plain packaging on the cigarettes... Yep. And, you know, Philip Morris and staff were threatening to sue Australia in these international arbitrations. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was the alcohol tax. So we can like lead the way in some things when it comes to public health. We were the first country to do that. Mm. But, you know, uh, so that was a policy worked? that was taken. Smoking's meant to have been yeah, no, meant I, to have decreased. I, I think it does. It's still one of the leading causes of death, along with alcohol and other lifestyle diseases mm. and car accidents, etc. Um Mental health would be one of the big killers. Surely. Mental health is huge and, you know, the psychologists are making disease. a fortune at the moment. Mm. I saw um, somewhere, um, I can't remember the, the city, they, they implemented a um, mental health uh, crisis team and had 90% less arrests and 90% less hospitalisations. So when they, um, like, you know, when cops get called, if someone's mm. like, gone, instead of sending out police, they sent out uh, a mental health team and in three months there was 90% less um, around 90% less arrests and um, lockups of people with mental health issues, which I thought was like, that's pretty fucking groundbreaking. Because mm. there's so much hospital beds. Oh, that gives me hope. That gives me <laughs> hope. You know what shits me though is the way this word mandate is used. Mm. Because to me and, you know, the fucking politics I learned at school and uni, mandate implies or is synonymous with consent. Mm. legitimacy, right? 
now it's being used in the context of coercion and threats. It's outrageous. And, you know, I think this issue resonates more deeply with women than men because they understand the concept of being penetrated and injected with a substance you don't know what's in. <laughs> That's women dating. Right. Well, <laughs> not, you know, maybe dating. it's to some of the blokes that listen too. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, can you imagine framing it in terms of, well, like, hey, girls, you know, like we've just mandated that mm. uh, you need to get a couple of jabs. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Yep. You want an STD test, it's going to take you 77 years. Mm. How long? 77 years. 77. Well, that's how long the Pfizer fucking com- company wanted to withhold the yeah, what documents from the FDA. Uh, but that's still in court at the moment. I think the judge overruled and ordered them to produce the documents at a higher rate. Yeah, sure, surely, surely something that's been mandated and everyone in the world is being forced to stick in their body. You think that you information- You should have the information- yeah. Freely available. Freely. It's like, okay, people go, oh, you're conspiracy theorists. But it's like, at what point mm. does fucking reality yeah. trigger for you, you know? I, I think the most interesting question of our time, right, is you know how you're saying everyone you speak to, you know, yeah. whatever you think about COVID, its origins, the politics, they think mandating is a step too far. Yeah. What I'm interested in is what is the breaking point for those people when people like – us who haven't had the jab or you've had it, what's your breaking point? What level of discrimination and segregation? I I thought it would have been the Vax passport, man. But it's not. At what point do you feel people who are vaccinated blow up? The 18th booster. I think (laughs) the, and this is just my opinion, I think the tipping point will be, and it will push so many people away, it will be, Mandated children's vaccinations. Yeah, but man, I've spoken to some parents, and you know they're know. astonished about the zeal and enthusiasm some people have. To I, I agree. It's fucking it's insane. Scary. It is scary, but I think that will be. There's people that uh, sort of like I'll do what I have to do, like to keep the ta- you know the bread on the table for my family. There's that, the, which is I think from from the survey I had had seen, it was like seventy five percent of the ninety percent vaccinated. Did it only to for uh, for convenience? They didn't do it for for their health. It's coercive. So I, we, I can't fucking so that, understand. That is crazy. And that that fucking stat was well. You're in the minority. Ninety percent of the fucking population obviously That's disagree bullshit. with you. That's bullshit. Because and again, this is only one survey I've seen, so I won't quote it as fucking fact. But it was like a seventy five percent of the people who had been vaccinated were doing it only for convenience, not yeah. for public health. Literally, and to live and to work. So 75% and then it was like 20% were doing it for the vulnerable and then the last 5% were doing it because they were worried about COVID. Two points, man. The and this was just one, one survey that I'd read. First and one surveys is are how have we gone from fucking kids not having to wear masks because they don't spread it to <laughs> we must inject them with the jab from five to 11 years old. Mm. What the fuck, man? Mm. This what is the, the thing, fuck? right? Like the debate has become completely devoid of logic and reason. It's driven solely by emotion, chiefly fear and shame. Mm. It's insane, It's man. fucking, it's surreal, man. Yeah. It's absolutely surreal, you know? Like I can remember at uni, like 
and my arts degree was transformative for me when you that moment when you realize how the world works and the nature of power and everything that was happening politically at that time WikiLeaks, mm. Julian Assange, you know, shining a light, the embassy cables, you know, like, turns out Pfizer was blackmailing the Nigerian government to drop a lawsuit about a clinical trial they didn't consent to. Mm. And oh, they'll find out in 77, <laughs> 77 <laughs> oh, yeah. years, yeah, I'll yeah, let them know yeah, how it yeah, went. Yeah, yeah, thanks John LeCar for writing The Constant Gardener. Mm. But mm. I mean, just the lies people, and the, the level of compliance, I mean, it blows my mind um, when you know how radical this country used to be. This yeah. country was forged in fucking disobedience. The working class. We had the 38-hour work week before the Bolsheviks in Russia. Mm. We successfully opposed two conscription referenda in the First World War. Fucking the unions refused to load the ships laden with iron for Japan because they were feared they were a military power and in solidarity with the Chinese. Sorry. You know, the people who were opposed to the Vietnam War, the Iraq War. And look what obtuse, obedient fucking myopic short memory cunts we've become like this is not the country I grew up in mm. Mm. maybe we're lacking resilience <laughs> oh dude look I'll, I'll be the first to admit I, I have moments I have moments and you lose you, you, oh, you kind of lose your optimism but I'm I'm a firm believer that you know don't be afraid be excited this mm. is a time of I feel like monumental change and the Chinese symbol for crisis is the same word for opportunity Mm. Same symbol, sorry. So, you know. It's a, it's, a, it's a waking up point, I feel. I feel there's a bubbling. Yeah. It's not, it's not it's easy. Going. And don't lose hope. And if you do, just remember that a pack of illiterate Pashtun goat fuckers armed with 80s <laughs> weapons <laughs> were able to defeat the most successful military power the world has ever seen. Shout out to the Taliban, baby. <laughs> In Kabul, eh? Kabul. I'm not suggesting we fuck goats and get weapons from the Russians, but hey. I know Vladimir's busy in Ukraine at the moment, yeah, but hey, he's mate, got other interests. if you get bored, domestically I think you're a cunt, Vladimir, but as an international statesman, fuck, he's a Brownlow medalist uh, of the decade. A, he's a G, bro. Oh, dude. Vladimir, fucking, he's a G. Yeah. <clears throat> fuck. Big red flags. Maybe that can <laughs> be the new, the new yearly political award. You know, who's the most fucking ebullient, brave, the despotic prick, the MVP, the most Vladimir Putin. Yeah, Putin surprise. Fuck the Pulitzer. I, I have reached points over the last few weeks where, again, it always seems to be in this sort of one moment where I always take my dog out the front for a piss on the front lawn and I just stand there and I look at the vastness of space and fucking the universe and I feel like I'm so in insignificant. Mm. Uh, I had that feeling down in Denmark this week. That's weird, and you so. feel like, what does it all matter? And there, But I also get this real ominous feeling of like, what is happening? Mm. What, what world are we fucking living in? How has this happened? This is real. This is We are being coerced into having drugs. We are being coerced. And, and people... I can say, oh, you, you're, you're showing a perfect example of white privilege, complaining about being told this is what you have to do. But this is exactly how it begins. This is how your descent into fucking madness begins. And I'm really worried. You about know what this is? It's we talk about structural racism. This is structural vaxism. Oh, yeah. Right? It is. Well, it's how right. can you compare racism to being discriminated by your vaccine status? Well. Oh. Can't go into a bar. Yeah. Fucking hell. Talking about denying me medical treatment. Jesus. Talking about ostracizing me from society. 
Can't go to a gym. I mean, let's be honest. You can't even sit at the back of a bus. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Well, I'll have to go on Sky Without a face mask. (laughs) But, you know, it's it's absolutely insane to see how much – discrimination and persecution people are accepting and even cheering on. And I don't know what to have more contempt for, like mm. their short-sightedness or their callousness. Mm. And, that, so, and that's, again, we go full circle back to Novak at how people are just fucking going bananas at him and his so They go fucking hard at him, but they don't go hard at their own yeah, government. Yeah, and is there anything more Australian than only noticing that a privileged class of wealthy elites have been travelling around the world... <laughs> Until it's a sports star. (laughs) Andrew Forrest kids have been running around the world on an anti-slavery crusade trying to fucking lecture nations that have poor work practices in every country except the one her father does business in. Mm. I don't want to discourage her youthful energy for reform because she's young, but, you know, I have no time for... Poor work practice, man. (sighs) Vax passport. That's pretty fucking piss poor work practice. What, what's your thoughts on what's happened 10 days out of Fringe with the Vax passport coming in? I think this will be the year the Fringe collapses. Mm. I think there's been a tectonic shift in the psychology of people, both good and bad. Um, I don't think the pro-Vax or the pro-mandate crowd is going to swell. I think they're mm. going to lose. I think there'll be the phenomenon of the jabbed and jaded. Mm. Uh, I think people are seeing through the fraudulence and the fakeness of organisations like the Fringe. We're going hard. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Last year, my chief gripe about the Fringe was, A, the Woodside Pleasure Garden, Mm. right? Do a welcome to country after you kick out the traditional owners from the park. Mm -hmm. And the censorship clauses. You weren't allowed to make fun of the sponsors who were Channel 7, the West Australian. That's pretty crazy. Triple M. And Woodside. That's pretty that Is this true? Nuts. You, you what self-respecting yeah, arts festival endorses censorship at the behest of big business, mm. especially when that big business was intimately involved in fucking over our wartime ally East Timor and stealing the natural resources of the poorest country in the world? But that makes me some sort of fucking far-right misogynist. Mm. God, people are so Fucking dumb. Can't mm. believe you're doing that, Delby. Fringe. Well. Scab. No, worse than scab. that. <laughs> he's fucking Marcus Canning Tatum over <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> the fucking only bloke who tells more lies than Mark McGowan. <laughs> why? So, why? Why more lies? No, not you. Oh, I was going to say. Um, but that said, the, the people that work for Fringe are fucking like legends, man. They're hardworking. Yeah. They don't embody the... The viewer fringe. Yeah, like, 100%. Dude, they've inherited a mm. poison chalice, right? Mm. The previous steward left them with a whole lot of problems and I suspect a whole lot of missing money yeah. through li- related party transactions. Well, Best scam in WA, right? Get a not-for-profit organisation. Andrew Forrest has got one. Oh, Adrian Salvation Army. got one. Salvation Army. Fucking Art Rage who run the Fringe Festival. They've got one. Very secretive organisations, low disclosure requirements. Clinton Foundation's but pretty good as well, But pay your tax and watch for, <laughs> you fucking idiots. Well, my, my gripe is that McGowan put in the Vax passport 10 or 11 days out from the biggest arts festival, one of the biggest in Australia, and then doesn't give venues or performers or patrons 
the three-week minimum if they were going to get the jab, if they went and got jabbed, and then three weeks. He just went, fuck everyone. It's coming in tomorrow. Go fucking fend for yourself. I had to move 25 grand worth of shows, and I've done 40 hours, 50 hours fucking scheduling admin back and forth with patrons and venues and hot But Daniel, but Daniel, the public health is far more important than your shows. Right. Fuck, I'm so glad I'm banned. <laughs> <laughs> and that's oh. Are you banned for fringe? You can't yeah. perform? Yeah. Wow. You're banned. I'm doing spots like around the place, but it can't be advertised Solo except show. the uh, comedy lounge. Yeah. I wasn't even allowed to have a pass as part of a tech crew on a show. Yeah, wow. In any other time, that would be a fucking outrage, just like the censorship Or thing. an outrage, you could say. Oh, uh, an art wash is what's happening to us. Yeah, But fuck, it's nothing man. new. Yeah, well, I, uh, it's, yeah, disgusting. Even um, venues I spoke to, they've lost so much money since that Vax passport came in. The least they could have done, if he's going to, and I'm, I, don't, I fucking hate the idea of it, but the least they could have done is said, hey, vaccine passports are going to come in, in X amount of weeks. Let everyone get themselves sorted, but he's fucking gone overnight. Bang, Vax passports. Fuck everyone. Fuck business. Fuck patrons. Fuck performers. Fuck, literally fuck everyone, man. It, fuck a Papa Doc. Fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck, oh, yeah. fuck everybody. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Everybody in the, three the thing that three. I, the thing I really, and this is my biggest distaste for McGowan, and always has been, is his arrogant, oh, obstinate. Mm. Disregarding of anyone's concerns. Sure. You drop kick, you brain dead moron. He's just mm. he he does he there's no open dialogue and any concern for anyone else's uh, you know, real heartfelt issues that they have. Is that what you want as a leader though? Like you if, don't if, want if them you're to, no. a leader of a party, do you not want to just back what your policies are or do you like want to be wishy washy? I would like him to at least acknowledge that people are concerned or have issue with it not but if he so acknowledges when, weakness and he gets picked apart I get it I get it but I feel like this is a this is a this is a moment for a bit of tact mm. this is not a thing for court creating a divide and making people feel shame for their decisions because when asked about the people who were possibly going to be left unemployed and lose possibly their mm. homes and livelihoods he said oh well they'll just have to get the jab yeah, These people fucked. will cross the line. He's got contempt for us. He literally does not give a flying for a fuck from about Western Australia. Well, he is the member for Rockingham, but he he's from it. New South Wales. Ah. Um, you know, he's, he's just, a sleeper agent. He's one of those classic careerist Labor politicians, right? You go fucking do law arts at you know, a reputable uni. You get a job in a law firm. Then you go be a staffer for a Labor senator somewhere. Then you get gout. You die, and then you get pre-selected for a safe labour seat, and you're parachuted in by the party machine, and you do your apprenticeship. And if everyone, you know, thinks you're a safe pair of hands, one day you'll get to be the leader. I always thought I liked that's Mark McGowan. I thought I liked labour. Don't labour stick up for like people that are like working class? They used to. They used to. They used to. The Labour Party is the only organisation you can join as a radical socialist and leave as a partner at KPMG. Isn't that? But there's no. Do you think I'm, that you I'm would assuming, be above? I'm assuming it'd be same on both sides. If it was oh, liberal, absolutely. It's the same shit, different bucket. Yeah. It's the capture of the two party system. Scott Lutlam's written a book about this called um, Oh fuck, I can't remember the name off the top. But the central theme is state capture and this phenomenon around the world where 
all of our regulatory institutions have been captured by vested interest. The state has been hijacked by mm. the corporate sector corporate, through lobbying yeah. Yeah. and eating out the public interest legislation and checks and balances that once existed in this country. Mm. We are living through one of the biggest heists ever. Like the fact that some of the fucking billionaires who own companies like Louis Vuitton got JobKeeper. That's insane, eh? I mean, that should have been a pitchfork moment for the peasants. Mm. Mm. We should have been out there and those politicians who gave away your children's future, I mean, they should never be forgiven, Mm. ever. That was treason. Do you think if you were in that role that you would be able to resist? Dishing out billions of money to my mates at the expense of my friends' kids and their kids – yeah, I reckon I could resist that. You reckon? Um, would you be able to stay as strong if you're surrounded by – I'm playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. Like you're surrounded by everyone else. There's pressure on you to do – you probably you probably wouldn't stay in the job, would you, if you're not going to do what they want you to do? If they need you to vote a certain way But this or is the thing. When you do that, you are then demonised by the media, mm. by the extension of their the, – the media is just the extension of yeah. every political fucking – Come, uh, well, the, so the media yeah. get a 100% tax cut this year? Yeah, rebates from the commercial broadcasting fees. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't we media? That's insane. <laughs> that is insane. Shout Mark- out to all the subsidised tip rats at Channel 7. <laughs> Mark, Mark McGowan's gone, like, increased his net worth by from one something mil to eight mil. Do you want, uh, shall we uh, listen to his amazing... Hang on, oh. I just want to hit on this point, though. Oh, sorry. Because um, I don't know how politics works. So if you wanted, let's say oh, yeah, you ran yeah. for politics, um, would you ever get to the position you want to be by holding your beliefs? Would they try, like, knock you off, get you out of the job? How, do, you, do you know how it works? I'd, 100%. Yeah. So there's so, a series of filters, and this happens in journalism too, right? If you have a certain uh, set of beliefs or you have a mind that's capable of being able to critique a power structure and call mm-hmm. things for what they are, um, you're filtered out. Yeah. And there's all sorts of tactics. I mean, political parties have little dirt sheets on people. Yeah. They'll know your fucking sexual proclivities, whatever. Yep. Just in case you ever step out of line, this gets leaked to the media and yep. it's happened to a lot of politicians over the years. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone who's led a normal life could get to the point of being the leader of a mainstream political party because, I mean, let's be honest, everyone's done something or there's a screenshot somewhere or a message. So there's something in your past Mm. that could be used to invalidate you and smear you and – Character assassination is stock in trade in in the media. Would you ever run for parliament? Yeah. Are are you going to? Maybe. Fuck, that would be so dope. Would you, who would you have to go with? United Australia Party? No, look, I can – so someone asked me to go and run. I won't say who, um, but – Mark McGowan? No, I'll tell you what, that would be the fucking easiest <laughs> job in the world, wouldn't it, running for the fucking seat of Rockingham at the next state election? Oh, Mark McGowan's going to leave and take a job with Andrew Forrest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, society will be burning, but mm. fucking – oh. The member for Rockingham would be uh, something you could probably walk into if you could string a coherent sentence together. Yeah. Fucking So you've been asked to run potentially. Mm, So watch this space? Yeah, well, I don't want that one because it's like an Amway model of of politics and 
when people aren't honest about where all the money comes from, mm. I'm skeptical because you have to remember, right? Because I could leverage you on on that if they yeah. Well, money and from you know, you already that- saw the phenomenon of what happened when people got elected under the umbrella of, say, Clive Palmer or One Nation, mm. and then jumped ship and made, became independents. Mm. That's really frowned upon in Canberra and the political establishment. It's like, hey, hey, you know, we can't have people that don't tow the party line yep. or camel tow the party line, yeah. whichever <laughs> side of the aisle. But, um, yeah, I think you'll see in the next federal election the rise of the independents. I think the only hope we have electorally in this country is for the two-party system to be broken and it's got precedent. I mean, the Gillard minority government was the most productive government in this country's history in terms of the amount of legislation passed. Yeah. So... Is that a good thing, though, too much legislation? Well, there's lots it of depends. things that need to be done, and mm. that was the, a lot of g- a good policy and law was passed in the Gillard era. Mm. There were some that was terrible. Mm. I fully concede that. The way Julia Gillard rolled over to the mining industry in the aftermath of the mining tax, mm-hmm. I thought was particularly spineless, but also illustrated how much the mining industry runs this country. Yeah. It's basically a fucking dictatorship by the iron ore and coal pirates. And you can never – how do you change that? You just wait for the iron ore to run out? Well, I think from memory the CSIRO said we've got about 40 years left of the high-grade stuff. But the problem we face is that other countries are coming online, namely Mm. East Africa. Um, And Rio Tinto is being pushed out. This is what's so funny. In Serbia, Rio Tinto is being smeared in the media about their conduct here, blowing up the caves at Dukan Gorge in the contest for mining tenements in Serbia. Isn't that fucking beautiful? Mm. A country that's recently had <laughs> what is it, a bit of civil ethnic war? cleansing yeah. <laughs> and a civil war is making is you know smearing uh, an Australian well not an Australian mining company but uh, yeah. about its conduct. Fuck, because it, it doesn't give me much hope, man. If uh, you need to be aligned with somebody, if you want, if you want a pure, as you, if you can say that, pure person that's not dissuaded or sticks to their beliefs, there's almost no chance for you to get in, right? Oh, the way it's set up, like... There's nothing I've done in my life that an intelligence agency could come to me and say, hey, you run this narrative or this gets leaked to the media. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I don't, have, I don't have kids. Yeah. I don't have a mortgage. I don't have yeah. a missus. The only thing I've got that's... I'm ready used, to die, baby. I don't have a mum. <laughs> you know? The only thing that can be used against me is my dad and my brother. Yeah. Right? Um... And just put on records. Like and they're vaccinated, right? You're not that, you're not that right? fond of them, so just, yeah. no, and, you got no, you know, no leverage. They're fully vaccinated and they hate what's happened. Yeah. They hate... Everyone feels the I same. And this is utterly it. unprecedented, the government response in relation to the threat. It's completely disproportionate. We oh, did yeah. not upend our societies when HIV came along, AIDS came along. Yeah, they Before demonized later. it as a gay cancer, but they didn't ostracize the gays from society any mm. more than they already were. Mm. When Ebola came along, when swine flu came along, when the bird flu came along, when whatever. It's just, I think it's the amount of in, and pervasiveness that social media and media in general have. And whatever view you have, even if you're diametrically opposed to me, you cannot refute that historical fact mm. and contrast. Yeah, it is so unprecedented. It's disproportionate. And, and no that wonder there's a fucking conspiracy or people who don't trust the government anymore. Well, Scott Morrison, front page news, came out and said, oh, our original COVID deaths, they had comorbidities, so we were counting them as COVID when they're not COVID. 
And we've been saying that for a year and a half and we get called conspiracy theorists. Do you know what's That's so funny? front page of the West Australia. Uh, even CNN put that up the other day. I could, I was right. fucking nearly fell off my people, fucking they, seat. And people just go, oh, oh, well. Oh, <laughs> oh so they didn't oh, we die of a, we COVID. Made a, they we died, made a mistake. They died of cancer. Oh, oh. They, oh they got shot. They got shot in the head. Oh, they died because they got shot. Oh. Oh. That guy in New Zealand who was shot, but then it was like, oh, he died from COVID. Yeah. So what a great defence to the murder charge. You know? oh. <laughs> so, yeah. if the fucking death certificate says COVID, <laughs> and I put two caps in the cup, <laughs> I'm not guilty. Fuck. That's a hell good hack if you want to kill someone. Right. Make give sure, them COVID first. Give them COVID. And oh, it's so up. funny though. Like, I remember doing equity and trust at uni, right? And the lecturer was saying, if you retain anything from this unit, you will know the difference between the words you may and you shall. Oh, okay. Right? Because you shall, you must. Yeah. You may. Yeah, you could. Discretion. Yeah. Same thing. Person died with COVID, mm. died oh, from COVID. COVID. Yeah. Right? Mm. It's a subtle but important distinction. Yeah. Um, and that's how crafty those fucking lying cunts in the mainstream yeah. press are. Shout out to Sky News After Dark and my friend Jenna Clark making an <laughs> argument to exclude Rosa from the park. <laughs> Who's, who is your trusted news source? Uh, Glenn Greenwald. Yep. No one. Where got can people find him? On Substack, uh, on Rumble. There is no journalist with the level of credibility, gravitas and integrity in the world. I mean, this was the guy who broke the Edward Snowden story, uh, had a lot to do with- How's he still alive? He lives in Brazil. I mean, he's upset a lot of people and it surprises me that he's still alive. Mm. Uh, I read Matt Taibbi's blog on Substack as well. Um, So Substack's reputable? Substack's reputable. The generation of journalists that I grew up with through uni and even not that long ago who've had- redundancies, et cetera, because the you know news business is being gutted. Mm. That's where they've gone. Um, so, you know. It must be freeing. Well, you still pay a subscription. I mean, these no, are- No, I don't mean free. I mean freeing as a journalist to not have to stick to a narrative that's being forced. Well, and this is the thing, right? So it was so funny. Glenn Greenwald um, wrote an article the other week about the weaponization of the word anti-vax and mm. how it's used as a pejorative term to smear or discredit and dismiss people. Yeah. Well, guess who came out against the mandates? Hero of the international left and former Labor Party leader, Jeremy Corbyn. Mm. And the UK trade unions, mm. and they're opposed to the mandates on the basis that one, they're inherently anti-worker because they deprive people of choice. Yeah. Right. And we've got a skills crisis in every sector of society. I yep. wonder fucking why. The big quit. So you know, it's the Glenn Greenwald is uh, unparalleled in terms of his commitment to the truth, uh, his fearlessness, and this is the thing about great writers or artists. They don't belong to any ideology. That's why Orwell was never popularised because he couldn't be used by the left or the right. Because if you're not a gramophone for a particular tribe, they don't want you. Because you, you're open to new ideas and well, and you're to- willing to criticise your own team. Mm. You know that's why I know a lot of you know lefty friends of mine who you know have soured on Glenn Greenwald because they think he's too critical of the Democrats it's and their so, skullduggery. But no it's like, resilience. Well, hey, no resilience. <laughs> but, well, this is the thing about principles. They apply to you 
and everyone. Mm. You can't pick and choose. Yeah. Otherwise, that's hypocrisy. And that's what the role of good journalists like Glenn Greenwald is, mm. in part, is exposing hypocrisy. And there's no one more hypocritical than the fucking left. And this, is, this was a huge issue with Assange, wasn't it? Because as soon as he came out against Clinton... I think it was. He became the fucking enemy of the state. Well, Trump loved him when fucking, you know, the Russians had hooked up with WikiLeaks and started leaking that stuff about Pizzagate. Trump was on the record. I love WikiLeaks. (laughs) I love WikiLeaks. But it was just for a short-term thing, right? It was a short-term convenient Mm -hmm. narrative. But any journalist who isn't outraged about the imprisonment the political imprisonment of Julian Assange has no business calling themselves a journalist. Mm. You are a propagandist, a fucking PR features writer, a puppet, and you call yourself a journalist. I'm going to roast the fuck out of you. Yep. No, I. I anyway, I shout out to Simon Collins if he wants to come and review my show at Fringe this year. <laughs> Which show? Ah, uh, wow. It's an underground show. <laughs> Whoa. The, um, we should definitely do an underground one. Well, here. how much truth did that um, news story have that the ex-president of Pfizer is coming out to sue or to vice president? No, it's a true story. Yep. Michael Yeadon. Yeah, yeah. he's that true. Uh, yeah, but whether it goes anywhere is another issue. So yeah. he he's held him for crimes against humanity. Yeah, which is but who is he? Who is he? Who like, is he? And who, he's no, a former no, vice president no, no. of Pfizer. How? Who's bringing? What is it? A lawsuit? Who is he? Who is he putting it against? Fauci. But via, via who? Like uh, the, international the International Court yeah. of yes, international. Does that, do, they do they have any power? Them? Do they have any power, Corey? International what? court. What is it? International they, court of law. Is international that, oh, laws are not laws; they're so guidelines. They, so and we don't. Mean, we, this country doesn't even abide by international law anyway. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's it'll be purely symbolic. Yeah. The fucking ruling class in this country and around the world acts with impunity. Yeah. Because, like Scott Ludlam says, the state has been captured by vested interests. And, you know. Yeah, so. Um, I didn't think I'd live long enough to see how bad it would get, but fuck. This is uh, decay on steroids, watching through the decline of Rome in the 24 hour news cycle and yeah. memes. Memes. <laughs> yeah. oh, memes are entertaining. Memes are therapy, <laughs> right? Well, there's that. Vax yeah, memes. Like, art is therapy. Or can be therapy, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Mm. Uh, but so memes he, are a form of art. Mm. So his um, NF he, memes. His his um, so the one of the couple of the things that he's said are crimes. Also, are crimes include destruction and wealth, uh, destruction of wealth and businesses, severe deprivation of physical liberty, and violation of fundamental rules of international law, expected reduction of fertility, um, and other adverse effects. After receiving COVID nineteen shots, um, legit completely unreliable PCR testing, uh, death rates like he's, yeah he's gone through. A, there's a fucking huge list of things, and, and so these the people that he's f- filed this against um, are people like World Health Organization. Um, so Boris Johnson, Anthony Fauci, Bill and Melinda Gates, uh, Pfizer chairman and CEO Albert Barella. Uh, Borla. Oh, I was going to say, it could be my relative. Borla, um, AstraZeneca CEO, Stephanie Bansell, Moderna CEO, Pascal Sorot. But this guy's Sorot. an ex-Pfizer 
Vice president. Vice so president. He, he's probably just got like some kind of conscience now after all the fucked up shit he was responsible for. Yeah, and this is the thing. He's probably half responsible for Virtue signaling. Yeah. Well, that's the fucking sad truth about history, right? The people who stood up for what was right were the original minority group. Mm. Yeah. And, and you know, like Dave Chappelle says in the Bird Revelation, he's like, I don't want to be a hero. I want to be rich. <laughs> Heroes die on comfortable deaths, you know? Like, everyone stands around and watches while the poor cunts get kicked to death, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> let's do – we'll bring up that one that you wanted to bring up with Mark McGowan's. Mark McGowan's. Mm. Oh, can we – before we do that, yeah. can we talk about what happened after I was last on the pod? Yes, yeah. Explain that it. because it resulted in some big oh, things man. for blowing up on TikTok and – so if you had told me 12 months ago that I'd go viral, not on Instagram, but on an encrypted messaging app that was previously only used by pro-democracy activists and drug dealers. Mm, not, not familiar with that. What, what, what's it called? It's called Telegram. <laughs> Telegram. Um, I, I would have laughed. And yeah, on, on TikTok too. And, you know, I don't like TikTok for the same reason. Well, you don't think it's as truthful as Substack? <laughs> no, as but, uh, <laughs> i got a friend who this used to incredible. work in- uh, China? No, <laughs> no in the intelligence services, electronic warfare specialist. Ooh. Said you should install TikTok from your phone. It's the most uh, insidious of Uninstall all. Uninstall TikTok? Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I digress. Um, what were we talking about? Yeah, what happened yeah. after? Oh, yeah, after- I got a phone call and a series of messages from mates up north um, saying, you're going off like a bride's nighty up here. Um, people are fucking sharing around your stand-up and found that podcast. Uh, and on the back of that, this mob called the, um, the Pilbara Freedom Keepers got in touch with me. Uh, and it's run by, you know, I really love the girl. And um, she's like, we want you to come up. You know, there's huge opposition in town to the mandates. The deadline was coming in for the mining companies. I think it was the 2nd of December or 3rd of December. Um and the town was militant and I'd seen the figures she sent me, you know, because like, people work in HR and these mm. companies, sending us the internal company data of how many people were double jabbed. Mm. And FMG was at 27%. Mm. Uh, Rio was short, 15,000 staff. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty full on and I went up there early to speak at their rally um, and it was one of the most incredible experiences in my life you know people of different colors creeds and the way the indigenous people came in from the communities um the air the atmosphere of solidarity and and humanity and uh it was it was really powerful and you know i saw an elder and you know there's a contest about who can call themselves elders i don't propose to get into it but I saw people who are respected members of the Indigenous community openly advocate for blockading of Port Hedland and the railway lines and shutting down the port in opposition to the man. Because the Aboriginal people were saying, well, the government wants us to trust them. But the amendment to the Aboriginal Heritage Act as a response to the blowing up of the Ducan Gorge Caves, right? the Indigenous people weren't even allowed to look at the legislation before it was tabled in Parliament. But I'll fucking tell you who was. And they've got a very good point. If we're not able to look at legislation that directly affects our cultural sites and heritage sites, why the fuck should we trust you? And no one's more distrustful of a white government than Indigenous people. And for good fucking reason. Mm. So, and the, the response to Ernie Dingo's appearance up there. So the government gives Ernie Dingo 200 grand to go up there. Um, 
tells the locals, ah, oh, it's just like taking a Panadol, you mob, and gets heckled to fuck. The doctor is just... What, was he at the rally? or this? No, no, separate? he spoke the night before, right? And, you know, his numbers were not like the one the rally I was at. Uh, and not because of my presence, but it was just a, a general grass movements, community mm. movement. Yeah. Um, and anyway, it did show in Port Hedland. It was really good. Uh, and Karatha came home... And the day after, the Premier's talking about the low vaccination rates in the Pilbara and the goldfields and saying, well, we might introduce lockdowns if the vaccination rates don't lift. And there was someone who was attached to his entourage who was the strategic advisor to the vaccine commander uh, saying there's a group called the Pilbara Freedom Keepers uh, and saying that they're affiliated with, you know, um, pro-Trump militia groups in the US. <laughs> and when That's I, you, Brachy. When I first <laughs> got in contact with it, when they first got in contact with me, I did my due diligence, right, because I was like, I don't want to go, I don't want to be careful who I'm affiliated with. Yeah. yeah. Um, I looked at this group and I got the same fucking Facebook page that the ABC journalist or the strategic advisors of the vaccine commander did. Mm. And I was just like, hey, like, this doesn't, the optics of this aren't great. I don't like it. And they're like, no, what are you talking about? And they linked me to the actual group. Uh, uh, so, you so know, shout fake, out fake to the page. fucking journalist at the ABC who I tweeted and still hasn't corrected the error. Fake news. Uh, but yeah, no, that was a surreal experience, man. And the thing about, this is the thing about small towns. You can't keep shit quiet like you can in Perth. And both shows, I asked the question, does anyone know who's had an adverse reaction to the vaccine? Heaps of hands went up. Yeah. One woman started telling her story and started crying. Like, oh, how the fuck am I going to dig myself out of this hole? Oh, mm. shit. In the middle of a like, show? Well, I can't wait for the fucking AFL to start again. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> new multi-legs. Yeah. Uh, who's going to collapse? But <laughs> Yeah, fuck. I don't know. You see Nathan Buckley collapsed? Yeah, did he? Uh, yeah, on what? Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. Really? And he's, he's the fit as fuck, fuck man. ever. Yeah, yeah. Bucks. What was it? Heart or was it an adverse reaction to a widgety grub? Or don't know, man. This is the thing. Like, I mean, you can't um, associate these events with the vaccine, You're not allowed to. right? But this is it. correlation is not causation. I get that. But at what point does the body of circumstantial mm. evidence become undeniable? Yeah, my barber, right, is twenty eight. He goes, I had the first jab and. After that, I was feeling my heart was fucking sore. I couldn't stand up at work, feeling dizzy. Then it started hell killing me. And he goes, I went into the um, to see the nurse. And the first thing she said was, when did you have the jab? Not, have you had the jab? She goes, when did you have the jab? And he's like, oh, how did you know? She goes, everybody is presenting with the same thing. And he messaged his soccer group of mates. There's 20 mates in it. Two of them out of 20 I've had the exact same reaction. And where it's meant to be one in a thousand have the adverse reactions. How can 20 people that live in Perth have the exact same adverse reaction plus what you've just experienced? I had to have my first one if I wanted to continue and live this year. And fucking, I'm not making that. I've had like really weird little flutters on my heart. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, is it anxiety? Am I stressed? But I haven't had anything like that before. So I'm going to the doctor tomorrow to go and be like, hey, can we do something and just check it out? But, yeah, it was uh, pretty mind-blowing, man, that my barber – and now because I want him to get the second, he's, uh, he's getting an exemption, I think, from a cardiologist. 
So cardiologists and psychologists are mm. busier than ever. Mm. Well, they've just recently fucking very, printing money, very, very secretly and very silently put MRIs on the. Um, yeah, saw that as well as part of the Medicare, mm. so you can get them for free to check the, up after your after your vaccine. Fucking most galling thing about this is that the government shielded all the pharmaceutical companies from liability oh, yes. in the event Insane. of adverse reactions. Last time I looked, 79,000 adverse events. Mm. In WA? It's unpre- no, uh, across Australia, what, yeah. 79,000. The government's compensating people at capped at $600,000. But the end of the story is we don't know how much the government's paid for the vaccines, mm. whether or not they've offered up sovereign assets or security. Who's left holding the bag of shit when the musical chairs finishes? Always the fucking taxpayer. At what point are you going to find your spines? That's what fucking doesn't sit right, is that (sighs) they've gone, oh, yeah, here's the vax, no responsibility. And the government's like, you have to have it. (laughs) Very minimal responsibility. And do you know what charade can't last is this notion that, you know, it's – the unvaccinated who are the problem. Bro, the vaccinated are spreading it more. You can still get COVID after you've had your third shot. That's insane. I don't know. What's the tipping point going to be? I suspect when, you know, the amount of boosters is equal to the number of genders. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. We've surpassed that in the real world, but, you know. Um, What were we going to say? We are going to have a look at. Yeah, speaking of the elder, uh, what, what, get your opinion, what, what you made of this oh, yeah. scenario. Yeah, so, sorry. Because uh, were, were you going to go up and work for Aboriginal um, law rights? Yeah, 2021 was going to be my last fringe. I was going to walk away from it and go work for ALS because yeah. they would have had me up north and leave stand-up and... Yeah, the uh, chips fell how they did and, mm. you know, the die has been cast. Mm. <laughs> Half of politics. Okay, so I'm just going to play something that's um, that's been going around. Most people, A lot of people would have probably heard this one. Hopefully. Hello, my name is Mark McGowan. I am the Premier of Western Australia. Hello, my name is Mark McGowan and I'm Yubarabla Premier here in Western Australia and I'm... The interpreter, I'm gonna talk like Creole, Layubala, what he talking about. This is an important <laughs> message to keep Aboriginal people safe. And the young message, a proper important one, to keep everybody safe one. You can die from the corona or get really sick. Can you pause that? People can pass away from this corona, or you better can get really sick one. Is she speaking? It's time to get. So, do you know where else Aboriginal people die? In custody. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) There's been a number of royal commissions into that. Mm. Fucking Mark McGowan losing that woman as a hostage. (sighs) So this is- What's going on with that though? Because- so I've heard Noongar language and it's not that. I don't think that's Noongar. I think that's a she language. She said Creole or something. I don't know, but as a Wadjala. Mm, we, uh, we don't really. We don't really know, no. but I, but I she's think just speaking, that's from, po- posted from the Kimberley. She's just speaking English though. <clears throat> There's not yeah. a lot of translating going on. It's no. more of a change of accent and cadence. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. enunciation. Yeah. But I mean, 
surely you're well, instead not of saying denouncing- dying, she said pass away. Yeah, you're not saying that the Aboriginal people there are that unintelligent that they can't understand. That's how it comes yeah, across, yeah. doesn't Don't it? tell yeah. them about diabetes and how many people are on dialysis mm. and suffering from other diseases that are a result of Western diets. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? This is just your general health warning. Oh, mate, oh, I don't know. It's is that, does that, is that the final undoing of him? That sort of I mean that that is the most disgraceful piece of political messaging I think I've ever seen in ever, the state. Ever. It is grotesque. It is deeply offensive to anyone who cares about the plight of Aboriginal people in mm. this country. We have communities in the north that don't have access to clean drinking water, yet the government was able to shell out two hundred grand for Ernie Dingo to go up and spruik the vax. Or oh, and pour money into the vaccine instead of so many other places I mean, that it could have. The fucking cognitive dissonance blows my mind. How you can hold simultaneously this diametrically opposed realities in your head. Mm. I don't know. Maybe that's a sign of being intelligent and well-adjusted. And we're maladjusted and we're crazy. I mean, I don't know. I've examined this I was very say, hard. You know, Tim Minchin says opinions are like assholes. Everyone's should be constantly <laughs> and thoroughly examined. Uh, and I've been doing that, Tim, and yeah. I want to know what you think. Are you an establishment pet? I suspect you are because you made your You're calling out literally everyone. You know what? I'm so sick of these blue ticks. Wait till he gets on a different podcast. Those hard yarn cunts. No, I tell you, no. they sit on the fence and they no. fucking... What annoys me is these blue tick snitches on Instagram who got paid by the health departments to give posts promoting vaccines, lockdowns, wearing masks, and not disclosing the fact you took money from the government. Mm. That's disgraceful. That's fraud. They have to do paid advertisements from everyone else. If you've got like skincare, you have to get paid paid sponsorship. Did you see Liz Hurley's fucking tweet? Oh my god! Finally got my booster right, looking glamorous on On the the beach, beach, looking up in the air, and you know, like she's praying to God. Finally got my booster. It was fucking. She dated Shane Warne, so you know she loves a big viral load. Sorry, Liz. I still love you. Like that scene in Austin Powers oh, in the yeah. tartan skirt. Oh. Like, fuck, I think that was one of the first times I remember as a kid going. Hello. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we digress. I don't want to descend into um, misogyny. Perversion. misogyny. <laughs> no, I hate men and women equally. Yeah, I, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. All genders equally, you could say. Or do you I just hate, do no, play, no, are you the, just going with two? I'll be honest. I don't. <laughs> I, I I don't hate anyone. You did dislike. I have contempt. I have disdain, but I don't have hate. Love is the overarching winner, isn't it? I have sorrow, and this is the thing, right? Like we were talking earlier, I have what a people's response is going to be. And I think I said last time I was here, ignoring the grey area in this debate is radicalising people. And what I'm afraid of is that politics no longer mm. is peaceful in this country, and the political fabric unravels. And I. Seen and heard people who talk about acts of civil disobedience, which include violence, mm. yes. whether it's against property or people. And I want to say to those people, <clears throat> stop it. That is dangerous. You are either dumb or an agent provocateur and you're working for the state 
Violence plays directly into the state's hands. That's what they The need. only weapons we have are solidarity, love, humour, art and truth. Mm. That's all we can fight with. That's all that's ever been available to us. It's like the 70s, um, 70s, 60s, the war, the flower power. Flower power. Going back to that. Yeah. But there is also an argument that, you know – Things never change without at least the threat of violence. Mm. And you can quote me fucking Martin Luther King or Gandhi, right? But the honest truth about, let's say, Gandhi is, A, you hit the British where it hurt with assault, weaving their own cloth, and there was also a fucking army waiting in the wings in the event Gandhi failed, Mm. right? It was easier to deal with Gandhi than what was going to be the result if Gandhi didn't get his way. Same in the United States in the late 60s um, and, you know, the legislation that it was ended up being passed by LBJ. I mean, you'd that- much rather have the philosophy of Martin Luther King than the Black Panthers. Mm. Yeah, so there's... But the Black Panthers were there and that was a threat to the fucking state. Yeah. They were organising parallel structures. They were armed. I mean, that's the difference between us and them, right? Like... Americans are armed to the teeth, but we can't fight kinetically against the state. It's too advanced now. Come well, on, we're armed with our jab. We've got protection. <laughs> we're done. And we didn't our- have Korea, Vietnam. <laughs> we had Afghanistan, Iraq, and that's a needle it. in the arm. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's uh, where I And see we've got it. some submarines that we're going to be, oh, be available in 40, 40, 40 years. years. Oh, man. <laughs> fucking fuck. awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, the French really got us back with that backpacker. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> Who's laughing oh. now, huh? Uh, they, <laughs> that's <laughs> probably, they probably did the cunt. Because right? they left the Go French. Go give him covered. The French embassy left uh, after that and it smelled amazing. Never the, the forget, fucking- the French blew up a Greenpeace boat in a harbour in New Zealand that was monitoring their nuclear tests. French don't give a fuck, bro. They're fucking gangsters. My brother's uh, got a French girlfriend. Mm. Bonsoir. Mm. He's learning a bit of French. Yeah, Mm. good. The French are experiencing a lot of civil disobedience. Oh, yeah, I think it's the worst It's deeply ingrained in their culture, right? Storming the Bastille and the French Revolution is not that far away. We never had that in this country. That's why I think we're such docile, obedient cunts. Mm-hmm. But the French have still got that revolutionary <laughs> spirit as part of their cultural fabric. Yeah. Right? Bastille Day. Mm. That's their equivalent of Australia Day. Yeah. Right? We celebrate the nation. Mm. Liberty, fraternity, equality. <laughs> yeah. We don't have that. But, uh, yeah, we Europe's gone bonkers, man. And you know what's being omitted from the new cycle is what's happening around the world. Mm. Yeah. Germany, Austria, France, Germany, Spain, Portugal, Greece, Italy, even the Czechoslovakia. But even the playing down of Republic, sorry, just the World Cup. Even the playing down of numbers here, like at these rallies, saying there's ten thousand people. Did you see the like meme that uh, Joe Rogan had about the way CNN portrayed him with his, you know, with his skin color, and then how he actually looks? Yes, and CNN have just had two high-ranking executives outed for grooming young women and sexual offences. Thanks to Project Veritas. What's that? Um, Project Veritas? No, no, no. I was thinking the movie Bombshell, is it? You watched that? No. Are you thinking about the one about the Catholic Church? No, no. It was about what you just said with the, the spotlight. The guys up top were grooming the chicks down below. Seen that? Uh, is it the DPP? I'm under Christian Porter. Um, uh, <laughs> Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson one. Oh, um, 
No, yeah, no I don't recall that. Nah. And yeah. also, is there any truth? Did the Kazakhstani people overthrow their government for the mandates and sh- shutting down the city? Have you heard about that? I have not no. heard so about that. So the Kazakhstani that, government, what they've done, well, um, yeah, you sent Mush, me the video. Mush's mates, um, Kazakhstani, is mm-hmm. Mrs. Kazakhstani. Mm-hmm. The government have pushed the button, cut down, no communications outside of Kazakhstan. I've done it in Sudan as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and that's what will happen if we get a critical mass here. The government will turn off the internet. Mm. Right, yeah. That's so what they've done, yeah. It's um. Fuck, how, are gonna, how are we going to influence anyone? <laughs> how are we going to put up? Where TikToks? will I get my dopamine? <laughs> Tell me, Daniel. What is good is an opinion if you're no longer able to speak. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been banned. Retribution. Uh, um, the Matrix is real. That's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Do you want to? Are we we good for a? Are you going singing? Yeah. Or Did we'll you keep chatting? You want to bust a? Bust a song. Do you have any more gripes? Actually, any yeah. more gripes? I've got. What have we covered? Like, um, I don't know. Like I said earlier, I want to know what the line in the sand is. I for people in terms of government control. And Not being oppression. able to go to the gym. What is- What are you going to accept, and what won't you accept? What is the Rubicon moment for you personally, where you stand in solidarity? with other people like me, like yourselves, the people who've been jabbed but are opposed to this level of division mm. and discrimination that has no basis in logic, no logic or in science. science, or even sound public policy. Mm. Three o'clock uh, this Saturday. Yeah, March in There's the city. There's a protest in the city and 23rd of January. Now I'm mm. I'm going, Same. and it wouldn't matter whether I was vaccinated or not yeah, if I no. was going. This is about mandating and and the government overreach. This is about no. the future your kids will have, the level of freedom. That, like two years ago, I was doing a show at Fringe called Just China Make It, and it was all about you know the authoritarian nature of China and its threat to us, and how they had a social credit system That's and insane. concentration camps, but. We're nearly there. We weren't really that different. But fuck, we've mm. become we- the Chinese. And that's what the, the most galling thing about this, from a foreign policy perspective, our biggest asset has always been our soft power, right? Hard power is your guns and other toys and ability to influence in hard ways. Soft power is the attractiveness of your culture and your values and your ideas. We have squandered that mm. enormously. That was the only way we could have fought the Chinese. Mm. The only way we had any fucking moral high ground. But we gave it away. And for what? To keep the fucking mining companies happy. We got four submarines we can use against them in 44 years. Yeah, well, let's just hope they don't invade in the next 19 years, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to invade. But when those submarines are here, we'll be ready. (laughs) I'm sure they're fucking... (laughs) (laughs) They're already here, man. They don't have to invade. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at the influence China has on Mark McGowan's policy making to the extent that he interferes with the Perth Theatre Trust policy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fucking... And do you know what else I found funny? Like, um, on the Malone episode of Rogan where he's talking about Israel being, you know, the most vaccinated country in the world and the health system still being... Mm-hmm under stress and record levels of transmission. But across the wall in Palestine, mm. 
They don't have the same problem. Is this the first time in history where the Israelis withholding medical aid to Palestine has been a good thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, okay. All right. Did you want to play a song? I'd like to finish on that. All right. Do well, feel, I yeah? can get my guitar. I don't know. All right. Yeah, you can get your guitar. Uh, before... Uh, he does. I'm just going to plug my friend shows sponsored by oh, yeah. RH. Yeah, pick it. Uh, no Vax this weekend um, at all my venues. So I've got Hellenic Club of WA on Sterling Street, not the one on Parker. We do that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, 43 below. And then um, we've got kids shows, uh, everything. Just type in Daniel Delby and Fringe World. So if you're not Vax, you can come to all the shows this weekend. Who knows what's going to happen next weekend. I'll probably um, come on Saturday night after yeah. the march. Yeah, should be Just cool. come and say good day. Yep. I don't have Scotty this I'll be weekend. I've been all comedians so. versus rappers on Saturday at the lounge as well, which is always fun. But come and watch Who's Rhyme and 33 years single before it. Cool. Cool. Well, I propose mm. we send the rhyming around a circle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What kind of chords do we like? Do you want something like Discord. Or something easy to rap to. Something like. But slow enough for me to mm. not rap. Yeah, so <laughs> Yeah, I like this. This one goes out to Mandate Daddy All the kit cuts who are tip ratty <laughs> I didn't know if you're healthy, if you're a fatty But don't tell me you're gonna swallow that sh- Nah <laughs> I'm not an improv I haven't memorised my lines well oh. enough yet Alright give us your uh, Have you got something written? Yeah but now I'm under pressure and That's alright we can edit So this is the first time we've heard this I'd love to know the views of Carl Sagan And I speak from the heart When I say that Provax art Sucks harder than Nancy Reagan Make sure your brain is clean. Join the cult of the vaccine. Nah, I got no flow. Oh, yeah. It's like a medical Reich, so I think we should probably get Delby on the mic because uh-huh. at least he can rap a little bit coherently. I'm just here and. Vividly. Coherently. No, yeah, it's a hard one. Uh, I'll try. All right, Delby. And if it's no good, we can just scrap it. Yeah. Like You'll the, kill it. Like the mandate. <laughs> Now, let me tell you what a man do hate. That's when the government say, Delby, this is the fucking mandate. I'm going to tell you, man, you've never been lied to, but fuck it. Inject this. Have some fucking visor. Man, it's the worst shit I ever had. Fuck big daddy. Fuck getting the jab. It was only 19. (laughs) Oh, no, how your immunity has faded. And the power elite impunity has been paraded. Oh, it's a charaded. Now you're subjugated. Aren't you glad you got vaccinated? Well, you're fully inseminated. <laughs> mm. hmm. That's my last resort. <laughs> Can't get in without a vax passport. Fuck, bro. Who would have fucking thought? It'd be oh. kicked off by sport. Hey, <laughs> shout out to Novak. Stepping back with a rap with his Novaks, but uh, it's an awkward situation. Fuck Novaks, you're kicked out of immigration. Branchy, tell me some facts. Some facts. I don't think McGowan can keep on clowning the way he's been going. He's keeping me frowning because I want to 
be free and I can't seem to see any logic in the science and I'm defiant and (laughs) I keep rhyming and I'm doing pretty well for my clients (laughs) and it just seems to flow pretty well but at the end of the day I feel like everyone will be okay because love will be the winner for us all and we will all be together once more (laughs) yes Frenchie did that well the white boy rapping (laughs) shout out to those who are Oxenew Norman and ignoring Jeremy Corbyn (laughs) (laughs) it's like Rochin Rome falling uh, mm, it's a nice it's little tune. It's the cult of the vaccine. Wash your brain and join the team. It's not a for-profit scheme. It's COVID-19. <laughs> mm. yeah. Some people say I get angry when I spit, but I'm flawless like a bottomless pit. Yeah, whether you're not, you like to admit. This government is not legit, so this is a target we shall hit. But I want to know where you sit. How much more are you going to take of this shit? Mm. Quite a lot of it. (laughs) (laughs) I like getting gaslighted by the states. (laughs) Oh, deep state daddy, put your mandate on my esophagus. Light me up. A sarcophagus of our democratic traditions. Light me up. Oh, you betrayed your convictions. Light me up. Gas light me up. Mm. (laughs) Then you mic me up. Mm. And we mic me up. Now, we got rejected from entry. My asshole's inspected. Shout out to him, Mr. Tim Minchin. Fuck, it's hard to grin with my nuts on your chin. He's melting like Ben Elton. And he's towing the line like Tim Minchin. <laughs> he's going off key like Eric Clapton. And like Van Morrison, hees a Raptor. Ooh. Oh. I thought we were going to go with Darren Hinchcliffe. Oh, or Ben Robert Smith can kick you Ooh. off a cliff. But if you offer me a cone, I'll ask for a spliff. And that's the diff. And this is a shit riff. So I'm going to give it back to Delby before I steal. And that is it. That was lovely. Submit, conform, divide. Two plus two equals five, baby. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for having me, boys. Mate, I'm fasting for a piss. Best Same. of luck for the new year and everyone listening. Uh, stay strong. There's stay safe. Stay lo- at home. There's lots to be excited about. Don't succumb to the fear because fear stimulates the herd instinct in us and we begin to get suspect of those who aren't also afraid. That's right. So be a leader with your actions and sometimes, you know, your very existence is an act of rebellion. Mm. We're not there yet. Hopefully we won't be, but... Act with love. Oh, Martin Luther Queen over here. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks for the episode today, mate. We really appreciate you. you coming on. Yeah, cheers, boys. I think you're going to be a regular guest going forward. <laughs> well, uh, if yeah. If you'd like to. Yeah. If anyone's a funny cunt, should we do some Vox Pops on the 23rd? That'll be killer. 23rd? What's on the 23rd? The second rally. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll yep. definitely do that. Yep, 100%. Mm. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Cool. Easy. Peace. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> Anything Chris White says, please disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness.
That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Russo. I'm going to throw it over to your co-host. Daniel Adelby. And Cameron Branch. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. <laughs>